Welcome to Roots, a music podcast. My name is Alex. And I'm Edo. And together we are on a journey to celebrate and discover the music of different cultures from around the world. In each episode, we will venture to new places under the guidance of expert musicians who are active in the traditional music scene of the region or the group of people they represent. We will learn everything there is to know about the music, what it sounds like, how it's made, who performs it, and the occasions in which it is performed. Most importantly, we'll find out how this music has evolved into the 21st century. Our guests will also workshop their music with us so that we can all experience the music directly from its source. We are so excited for you to come on this journey with us and explore the world through music. introduce Ahmet Ozan Baizal, a fantastic composer and Turkish baglama or saz player. Since his childhood, Ozan has cultivated his passion for the saz and the many different musical forms of Anatolia, becoming a master of the instrument and a specialist of shelpe, a playing technique that employs hands instead of a plectrum. He received his bachelor's degree from Selçuk University and continued his ethnomusicological studies, obtaining a master's degree and then a PhD at Istanbul Technical University. His research now continues in London, where he cultivates his artistic persona, blending genres and developing new playing styles, while continuing his academic exploration of Anatolian music as a visiting scholar at SOAS University of London. Ozan, thank you for joining us today. Welcome. Thank you, Eduardo. It is my pleasure to be with you in this podcast. Thank you. <laughs> nice. Uh, actually, before we start and get into the podcast, let me say uh, I, I was at your concert last week and it was a beautiful delight. You had really an amazing roster of musicians and it was really, really nice. Uh, I, I really loved it. So well done. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming and listening. No, absolutely. Thank you for playing. <laughs> right. Shall we get right into yes. it? So uh, today we are talking about Anatolian music. So I thought uh, maybe actually we should probably start by uh, I'm, I'm going to assume that not everybody knows what Anatolia is, because, of course, that's a the geographical area, but it doesn't correspond. Mm-hmm. I mean, it does kind of correspond to a state, but I think there's also a reason why you want to call it, uh, why we want to call it Anatolia. Wow, mm-hmm. oh, that was difficult. <laughs> uh, so, um, so w- when we talk about Anatolia, b- b- what part of the world are we talking about? Uh, Anatolia, as you say, is an old geography, um, and it is called as Asia, uh, Asia Minor uh, before uh, during Roman Empire, 
and uh, it is the land of uh, old Greek uh, city-states, uh, and uh, this it's also uh, this this geography hosts uh, so many ancient uh, communities like Hittites, uh, Phrygians, and uh, Lydians. And also, uh, it became uh, a homeland of Turkish communities, Kurdish. Kurdish are older than Turkish, actually. Uh, but uh, uh, since uh, 1080 onwards, uh, Turks came into Anatolia. And uh, why I prefer to use Anatolia rather than Turkey? Because Anatolia is more, uh, uh, how to say, Uh, combining all these uh, communities living in Anatolia, that there is no only Turks or, but uh, we also have Kurds, Armenian. These are uh, the the very ancient communities living in Anatolia more than of the Turkish living there. So that is why uh, when I call uh, Anatolian music, I wanna cover all these communities, music and the culture rather than saying musics of Turkey, uh, because Absolutely. It, it, it gives a sounds of it's the land of Turks. You know, it's coming from the Italian word, Turkia, uh, is, com- is meaning actually the land of Turks, but it is not only the lands of Turks. That's the reason. Absolutely, yeah. yes. Amazing. So now that we've got that out of the way, because yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, 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 again, maybe maybe I'm overthinking it, but I, I felt like it, w- it was worth uh, defining. Um, could you give us a brief overview then of these musics of Anatolia? And I know that it's a gigantic task. So we're talking about, I think, one of the most prolific and sure. uh, uh, with many variations uh, areas uh, of the world, mm-hmm. possibly. Right. So. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll let you I'll let you go ahead with this impossible task. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you, Eduardo. Lots of things to tell, uh, I assure you, uh, because uh, throughout the centuries, uh, this geography uh, was exposed to many acculturation by different uh, inner and outer uh, the cultures uh, living in Anatolia. So. Uh, that the, there were so many migrations happened uh, in there, and all these migrations brought not only the population but their culture also. Uh, so this uh, creates a kind of a mixed and complex acculturation. So that's why we have uh, many types, genres in tradition, uh, and we can uh, the, the classification could be so so difficult because of this, but. Um, if if we speak uh, mainly, I can divide uh, the types of music and the genres into three main types, roughly. Okay. And uh, we we can we can talk uh, we we can say there is a classical classical genres. Uh, 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 the, for example, Ottoman makam classical music. Uh, or Ottoman military band music is from Janissaries mm. and or maybe the the religious music, Mevlevi Sufi music, mm. and this uh, and also Western classical forms and Western influenced music from the 19th Absolutely. century. Also, these are these are the classical genres. But for example, if we, if you talk uh, about Ottoman classical music, uh, it is it is uh, certain that. Uh, It is not only Turkish or Ottoman because there there, there are uh, acculturations. For example, Ottoman classical makam music 
mostly influenced by Iranian and Arabic music, but as well as Byzantine church music. At the same time, of course. So these are these are mixed, uh, and also if we if we talk about the military band music, maybe it is one of the, the unique one because the, the 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 military band music is we we see in the history that is the uh, it's one of the first examples in the throughout the history, uh, and also we have Su- uh, Mevlevi Sufi music is fro- uh, coming from. Uh, uh, a Sufi movement called Rumi uh, Mevlevi, so the, the leader is the Rumi, Mevlana Jalalettin Rumi and the music is very important in that uh, music and the second genre that I can talk is the folk musics and this is quite complex as you know uh, but as they are complex uh, the resemblance are Uh, so many uh, so the for example the greek folk music armenian folk music and you heard in the previous week uh, during the concert the melodies are same and mostly shared but the lyrics are different right. uh, and within within these folk genres we have many many uh, uh, different forms uh, belongs to different communities living in anatolia for one of it for example is ashik tradition Uh, for example, uh-huh. it's not only belongs to Turkish community, but also belongs to Kurdish and as well as Armenian and Georgian. Uh, all the, uh, so most of the Caucasian geographies, uh, people having this tradition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, uh, so th- there are some, uh, again, religious genres within folk music. For example, Alevi music or Alevi influenced music. For for example, I can classify maybe the Sufi music as classical genres because it is more close to Ottoman Maka music structure. But Alevi music, mm. uh, in theory, is closer to the folk music genres. And for example, for and also we have other Dervish Lodge music uh, could be classified as folk music. And finally, we have mainstream pop genres. I'm not speaking about uh, universal pop genres, but Yeah. <laughs> uh, for example, arabesque, uh, which is influenced yeah. by the folk music, Arabic music, uh, Makam music, let's say, and uh, and also Western music. Uh, this this is a hybrid right. uh, one, and uh, also we have political left folk influenced music uh, or oh, Turkish yeah, hip hop. Absolutely. Also, wow. yeah. And Anatolian rock, we have this kind of form. It's the, yeah. the melodies coming from the, the folk music, and but they are arranging and maybe creating the same motifs. It's very very similar to the Anatolian folk music. So uh, this is a, a brief picture of uh, musics of Anatolia, musics of Turkey. Let's say. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I think that great job. I feel like in. Um, Uh, I I, f- I feel like all of these separations, yes, I think that they make sense on a certain level, but I think that you've also highlighted the very important character that is, they are by no means separate in any way. There are many exactly. overlaps, and these are just classifications that don't even necessarily mean that A, these three sty- styles, uh, let's say brackets um, yeah, of, of, of exactly. music. There are, there, are, there are no certain lines uh, defining yeah. all these uh, genres uh, separately. They are all in, how to say, it's in fluidity. Intertwined, you know, uh, yeah. Inter- yeah, exactly, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is always the case as well. Uh, so I, I'm glad that you did that because that, that, that's one of the big things that we always try to 
underline uh, there's no monolithic music so we, we said it at the beginning as well talking about music of turkey would already be a simplification right. even talking about mm -hmm. just classical music would be a simplification mm -hmm. so thank mm -hmm. you that was amazing. amazing thank you um, thank you <laughs> uh, <laughs> So now, now that we've had a picture of a, of a general picture of the region, what is your history with it, and uh, how did you grow up with it? How did you get to it, and what which of, of these styles do you prefer or specialize in? Yeah, the, in my childhood, uh, this all Anatolian music uh, and its foremost instrument, balama. Uh, were constantly listened uh, to in the family environment, especially my father is, uh, is a quite a big fan of uh, this music. And also my uncle and the grandfather are both balama makers. They are carpenter at the same time. And also they are playing, they were playing balama during uh, weddings and uh, entertainments. So, I uh, I, I, during my childhood, I always uh, in that environment. And, uh, yeah, I was already listening to Fontley and I started to playing Balma when I was eight years old. Uh, and, uh, wow. you know, uh, there's a story. <laughs> my name is Ozan. It uh, literally means in English, minstrel, bard or French, troubadour. And Ozan is especially specify uh, a, a person uh, playing a shamanist uh, instrument like, for example, kopus or, uh, let's say, uh, dombra or dutar and mm. saying words with it. Ex actually, it defines modern Ashik tradition. Uh, and Ashik means Ozan is the same. So my father gave this name to me because he really wanted me to play this instrument i see uh, <laughs> he he wanted to do it but he couldn't uh, have chance to do that so it's like a I, i'm like a project child because he he defined what <laughs> <laughs> he wanted we're literally to born so. for yeah. it yeah <laughs> i am uh, and uh, yeah i was i was so eager at the same time yeah yeah i was gonna ask Amazing. you about that because i i watched an interview that or I, yeah i watched an interview that you had prior to prior to this and I thought that it was such a beautiful story that um, your name means what you are now successfully doing yeah, which is yeah. great <laughs> and uh, what what happened after this uh, I started Balma playing 8 years old and the this uh, richness of Balma music uh, that coming from the various playing styles and local techniques really attracted my attention uh, in the following years uh, when I was child and I was really particularly interested in playing technique of the Balma that dispenses with a plectrum we call today Shelpe. Uh, and uh, yeah, I am a conservatory trained, uh, I was conservatory trained student and uh, during my academic ed education I also received training on uh, Western tonal harmony, jazz harmony, and I also pr uh, studied piano uh, for a long oh. time uh, during the high school and uh, the university. And also I focused on classical composition techniques. And besides the musical background of the Shelpe and the music produced by local artists with their lesser known uh, smaller size balamas such as Üçtelli from southwestern Anatolia and Dedesazı, this is the sacred uh, instruments of Alevis and playing uh, during their okay. ceremonies in Jem. Uh, 
And all these uh, unique polyphonic structures arising from the playing techniques with Schelpe really impressed me. And uh, we also see some innovative uh, Schelpe works of national Balam artists in Turkey since the 1990s. Uh, and also it, it is really a great source of inspiration for me. So I started to combine everything in my mind and uh, brought into together uh, in my music. This is a short history right. uh, with this <laughs> music. Yeah. <laughs> amazing, amazing. Well, uh, you know, we've got your music to listen to. So, of course, uh, th th that's the best way of experiencing your Absolutely. story. I'm sure that it will all come together when we do that. Yes. <laughs> you know, the, the three main types of music that are found in Anatolia. Are there certain, you know, um, aesthetic, rhythmical, thematic elements that might categorize this music uh, in particular? Yeah, uh, as the classification into three main types is, is really uh, not, uh, let's say, uh, healthy, uh, because you know all these are inter inter interweaved uh, between each other yeah. and uh, because of this all these uh, the defining the main aesthetics and the, the other elements of these musics uh, yeah uh, you can't define it only with a single word or or roughly but uh, yeah let me try uh, <laughs> or for example all, yeah. all these yeah 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 all these musics uh, of uh, Anatolia, they exactly vary, vary by region and types of music and different genres, as you say. And uh, their rhythmical, rhythmical character is also very. Uh, and uh, these uh, themes of the music uh, between the re religious music and the sec uh, secular music mm -hmm. uh, are... Classi class classified uh, differently, but nevertheless, there are some common elements characterizing the music of Anatolia. Right. Uh, first of all, uh, 
all these musics mostly based on makam aesthetics, the makam structure. Mm-hmm. Azeri, Azerbaijani say mugam and Arabic say makam and Iran say uh, th- there was an, uh, another term that I forgot, but yeah. Okay. Uh, sorry. Uh, so, uh, for example, the Anatolian folk music based on makam aesthetic, but not directly to the makam structure. So we, we, we see some uh, scale types and the modes uh, in the, the, the piece, the music, and it's, it's, it really doesn't fit into a single makam structure. So they also have a unique uh, way of scaling and uh, the motifs, but nevertheless we can we can roughly say that it's based on makam aesthetics, not the structure. Uh, aesthetically, it's uh, based yeah. on that. And also, uh, at the present time, uh, time uh, most of the genres, both in classical and folk and the popular music, of course. Uh, have been influenced by westernization except religious genres mm-hmm. uh, and it's this 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 uh, movement starts uh, roughly in the mid of 19th century during Ottoman Empire and uh, as as i say the thematic elements of various classical and folk genres can be quite distinctive uh, but let me exemplify with one genre. For example, if 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 you talk about Anatolian folk music in general, and the Balama repertory and the Balama music, uh, we say uh, this ha- has been shaped mostly by the oral Ashik tradition, uh, and also Alevism uh, movement. And also uh, we 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 had we had once a time, but not not now. Uh, we we had a pastoral nomadic Turkmen communities. Uh, they they are not stable and they are not uh, staying in one place, but they are nomadic people, and the, their music also shapes this folk music and the balama mm. repertory. Mm-hmm. And the balama is one of the main instruments of these uh, structures: Ashik tradition, Alevism, pastoral nomadic Turkmen culture. Yeah, uh, so. If you wish, we can we can be more specific about uh, a single genre, like for example Anatolian folk music, or what is Ashik tradition. If you wish, I can talk about this uh, more in details. Well, is there one um, genre or tradition that you gravitate towards, and I guess why? Like, is there one? How can I? Say? Yeah, is there one tradition that you are that you prefer? not prefer, but are drawn to. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 I understand. Uh, Two traditions attract my attention and shaped my music career also. This is what you want to know. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, perfect. Great. (laughs) Uh, The first one is uh, the Ashik tradition and... uh, Mm. And uh, the, for example, we have really uh, some important figures uh, amongst the Ashiks in 20th centuries. The one of uh, one of them is Ashik Vesal, uh, born in 1940s and uh, sorry, uh, born in the late 19th century and uh, died in the mid 20th century. Uh, his music uh, cr- quite attracted me. So, uh, briefly say, uh, the Ashik tradition is very important for me. And the second thing, uh, my Balama teacher was Alevi, so I was uh, quite connected with that tradition, and also uh, I'm feeling myself uh, 
uh, happy when I'm pl- and so integrated when I play that music uh, traditionally uh, speaking. Uh, yeah, these these two. Beautiful, but I I, I feel like may, may, maybe why don't we spend two three minutes on Vyashik tradition if if I can choose one one between the two how aesthetically. Sure. Uh, why don't you yeah. tell us what what that music sounds like, or if it's more than just the music? Maybe yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. We just pick one. Uh, <laughs> so uh, the, b- the uh, let me let me define what the ashuk is uh, at the beginning. So the ashuk is uh, traditionally a singer poet or minstrel who accompanies his songs or stories with his main instrument. This is sas. This is the foremost instrument of Ashik. Ashik could play other instruments as well, but the Saz is the generic instrument for them. And uh, this tradition is mostly found in t- all Turkic cultures, uh, in t- also Central Asia, Caucasia, Anatolia. And also we see that this tradition was alive. Uh, and we have historical uh, evidence that uh, th- this tradition lives in some non-Turkic cultures of South Caucasus. So, uh, Aşık art, or the tradition, combines poetic, musical and performance ability. Ha- uh, because they are writing words in the, and they are ri- writing lyrics uh, in different subjects, and I will talk about this. And uh, their music especially the rhythmic structures are so rich and the, their way of uh, performing and their styles are could be sometimes so complex and uh, yeah it, it gives a rich sound to us uh, and uh, the performance ability is very important for example there, there is a tradition in ashik uh, arts uh, for example two ashiks coming into together and they are uh, getting into dialogue uh, with their saws and their words and they are just singing and they are just creating the words simultaneously and they are making the music simultaneously and they are playing and we say in Turkish aşık atışması let's say they are they are debating with their instruments and their okay. words accompanied by music so the ability is also very important that's why so, uh, Ashik themselves describe the art as the unified duo of sas and the word. We say sus. So, uh, there's a word in Old Ottoman Turkish, sas sus. So, it's sas and sus, which means the instrument and the word. Uh, and the musical practice of Ashik tradition and the performance practice of sas really quite vary by region, context, and culture throughout the history. Uh, the Ashik tradition in Turkic cultures uh, in Azerbaijan and Iran has its origins in the shamanistic beliefs of ancient Turkic peoples. And these ancient Ashiks were called by uh, various names such as Bakshi or that's mm-hmm. my name, Ozan. These are sh- uh, old Turkic names before Islam. Uh, and among their various roles, for example, they are they could they can be healer, uh, they can be uh, wedding musician, lots of things, and uh, they really uh, played a major part in uh, perpetuation of oral tradition and promotion of communal value system and the the traditional 
culture, traditional culture of their uh, people. So, uh, an important component of the cultural evolution of Ashik tradition throughout the centuries was that the Turkish communities uh, embraced Islam uh, near to 11th, 10th, 11th and uh, 12th centuries. So, uh, we see figures, Muslim uh, Turkish dervis, desiring to spread the religion among their relatives uh, and who had not yet entered Islamic fault completely because they have their old uh, belief system and uh, so they choose this uh, Muslim Turk dervis choose the folk language to be able to contact with them easily and talk about what is Islam and just to convince them mm, okay. and uh, they choose that folk language and it associates musical forms as an appropriate medium for effective transmission of their message, Islamic message. Uh -huh. So thus, uh, Ashik literature developed alongside uh, mystical literature, Sufism, and in some point, Alevism also. I uh, see. Yeah. That's very interesting, especially since in so many areas of the, words, uh, of the word uh, Islam and music sometimes clash a little mm -hmm. bit depending on how strict uh, orthodox actually i should say um mm -hmm. the interpretation of the quran is um i know that in some parts of the world in some moments in history uh mm -hmm. music was forbidden yeah. at all it's interesting that here actually it became a medium to spread uh yeah, <laughs> yeah. there is a different thinking here i am not speaking about mm. uh, the state orthodox islam uh, this is yes what of course we know generally uh, this is the first centuries, uh, the, this was the first centuries that Turks, Turkish uh, communities embracing Islam, but they couldn't embrace the Islam directly as an Arab culture. So they have a strong uh, Turkic shamanistic culture and you can't uh, convince the people easily and they, they need motivation. Uh, they, it could be a financial thing or maybe a power situation, but also uh, it could be art and music so yeah. absolutely uh, so uh, these uh, so, so all, all these music folk music ashik uh, tradition are uh, round around uh, the the, the, the uh, mystical music and sufism actually so the sufism is uh, very different than uh, the, the orthodox islamic uh, point of view yeah absolutely absolutely yeah. wow it was <coughs> such an impressive <laughs> answer. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Thank you Are so you, much. I, 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 I can see why you have your yeah. PhD. So <laughs> amazing. <laughs> thank you. Wow. Thank you. Uh, yes. No, that was, uh, that was, that was incredibly yeah, interesting. I didn't and, know any of that. As a reminder to the listener, this is one of the many things that we've, uh, that we've uh, that we've listed uh, at the very beginning is the musics of Anatolia, and I feel like mm. each of them could easily be For an sure. episode, a long yes. one, yeah, uh, if exactly. not more. Um, so, a as usual, these these are starting points for the conversation. But uh, mm -hmm. please feel free to do your own listening and yeah. reading. Um, wow, amazing! Uh, I feel like maybe now it's time to talk about the Baglama and. Saz, because um, uh, we, we've named it so many times that we've not really described mm -hmm. what it is. First of all, actually, I start with a question. Baglama and Saz, to my understanding, are they interchangeable? Uh, yes, 
They are interchangeable words. Yes. words. Uh, Perfect. And in in yeah, you know this tradition is based on oral tradition, so we don't have a written proof uh, so many. But uh, from mm. the oral tradition and from the lyrics that uh, it is. Uh, uh coming through ages with the the the, the songs uh, we see, we uh, confront both uh, the names sas and balamas showing the same instruments but also mm. uh, these these uh, terms are uh, using to name other things also for example sas also could be meant as just the instrument itself so sas means instruments all the instruments mm. they are also using yeah. like this but the yeah uh, if if we generalize uh, sas is mostly used for a single instrument and this is the long necked lute uh, to, uh, of anatolia so they are saying sas and balama is also used especially in uh, at the, at the present time, Balama is mostly used in academic circles, but uh, again, in some lyrics and some some in some historical records, we also see the name of Balama. So these two terms could be used at the same time for defining the same instrument. And fantastic! I remember when. when uh, sorry, uh, go no, on. No, 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 you go on. I I just had a actual. Sorry, I do have a quick question. So you say when you say <laughs> so the word that we're saying is B A. G L A M A, right? But is it a exactly, it's yeah. a soft G, yeah? So soft you wouldn't G, say yeah. baglama, you would say balama. Yeah, it, yeah, it's okay. not baklama. Okay. It is balama. It's a uh, It's okay. a softened G. Okay. Uh, uh, this this alphabet is also uh, specific for the Greek alphabet. There's also a uh, and also the Turkish use uh, the, from the throat they okay. are using. So this is uh, when we speak mm. fastly, so it, it becomes balama. Okay. So. I was just curious. Softly. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no problem. <laughs> Thank you. Amazing. Um, I remember the, the first time uh, uh, I. I found out that the word saz means uh, instrument in uh, Persian. I thought, mm -hmm. hang on, does that mean <laughs> is there a connection there? And what you were just saying, actually, yeah, exactly. It's, it's exactly the same. Um, I wonder if there's a connection. But in any case, I feel like we've talked about kind of, at least briefly, of uh, different occasions or genres where mm -hmm. the, 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 the saz is central. So uh, Ashik music, Arabesque, um, yeah. Anatolian psych rock, um, mm -hmm. Sufism mm -hmm. and all of that. Um, mm -hmm. So why don't we get down to um, playing techniques, mm -hmm. maybe? Uh, maybe we could start with how traditionally the instrument can be played, but also then move on to shelpe, which um, I, I don't really know if it's a modern development because it, it looks like some, maybe, maybe just making an association because all of the tapping that's involved, it's a modern development on guitar, but maybe, mm -hmm. maybe no, it's just been done forever and I'm just assuming. Um, yeah. But yeah, why don't we talk about different techniques, yes, in the past and then the shelpe uh, uh, specifically. Yeah, uh, just before uh, continue musically speaking, uh, I, I need to combine all these musical items with its uh, cultural specific points. So the Ashik uh -huh. tradition was one of it, as we talked. And also, Alevism is closely of connected course. with this Ashik tradition. And Balama is 
in another place uh, in their uh, cultural and religious world. So we, ne we need to also talk about it. And their uh, performance practice is also closely connected with the performance techniques without using plectrum. Uh, uh -huh. Yeah, these these are so connected, and also uh, I can uh, add uh, how these tapping techniques emerged in uh, and uh, how is, uh, whether it is traditional or as a modern uh, aspect. So I can also talk about it after uh, I define uh, some historical and cultural specific uh, relations with the music. So the in, in in connection with the Ashik tradition, uh, as we as we know now, uh, Balam also contains religious value within traditional rituals, and as the Saz is called by themselves, they are saying "Telli uh, Quran" in Turkish, which means a stringed Quran. So they they don't uh, recognize a holy uh, Quran or uh, any religious book, but they are uh, considering. Saz is a holy, uh, their holy Bible or holy Quran, uh, mm -hmm. how they say. Yeah. So uh, Anatolian Alevism is a really important local belief and tradition, and their adherents follow the mystical teachings of Anatolian Sufi leader Hacı Bektaşvili uh, from uh, 12th century, if I'm uh, not uh, saying wrong. And as as I told before, it is different from Orthodox sect of Islam in Turkey and also it is not a 12 Shia but so, and most of them are not uh, claimed as as they are Muslim they are just Alevi so Alevi is a kind of different religi uh, religion so they have no binding religious dogmas or teachings but their teachings are passed on by a spiritual leader and uh, with music and with sas and with words uh, so the, uh, what is the relationship with the Balama? Uh, this is the point. Uh, all these religious, cultural, and other social activities taking place in their assembly houses, they call Jemevi. And also we have uh -huh. lots of Jemevi in London also because there is a really big community living in here, around 300,000. So, the, oh, wow. yeah. Uh, and the gem ceremony uh, features music, singing, and dancing they call Sema, in which both women and men participate. For example, if you consider Islam in religious practice, the women and men cannot be at the same place. Mm -hmm. For example, women yeah. cannot enter to mosque in the men's side, but they have separate place, for, and they can enter only in some specific days, not all the time, but on, it is just for men. So, uh, these are the differences. And during the gem ceremony, the Ashiks, also they call Zakirs, who play Saz. They play Saz and whilst singing spiritual songs, and uh, lots of the songs uh, are centuries old and well known among this community. So, uh, the Saz is, the Saz by, by this way, having a really religious uh, statue in the, in the community. And apart from this sacred content, of Ashik tradition and Alevi, they are close connected. Uh, the main themes of the most Ashik stories are worldly love or epics of war and battles also. Uh, so, uh, 
As the south also takes an important place, both in Ashiks and Alevis, and south also become the voice of the resistance against the system of ex exploitation in Anatolia. So, uh, we, what we call, uh, what we mentioned, uh, Alevis, these are minorities, and they they were always, uh, how to say, uh, they had pressures by the authoritarian governments throughout the history. So. Uh, the Saz becomes a the symbol of the res their resistance, and uh, we we see in their art and in mm. Saz music that the Saz uh, is really an important uh, character. So, for example, uh, let me exemplify uh, in some fundamentalist Orthodox Islamic weaves, mostly stemming from the Ottoman Empire's authoritarian governments, especially against the Safavid Shia. Uh, after the 16th century, the yeah. Saz is equated with the voice of the devil and is regarded oh, as wow. a symbol of satanic perversions. Against this point of view, one of Alevi Ashik uh, is named Emrah from Erzurum, is the uh, eastern Anatolia, expresses his rebellion with his words on behalf of Saz. And uh, let me just uh, read uh, the, some of the lines from the, the, that song. So uh, it's just expressing the Saz. It's, its neck coming from Aleppo and its tongue sings like a nightingale. And its citrings are both from Yemen and where is the devil in it? And the, the, this is important. It doesn't tell lies like a muftu. It's a Mufti, the high Islamic uh, leader. And it tells everything how they are. He means sus, telling everything how they are. And it doesn't get ill-gotten gains like a Muslim judge. So where is the devil in it? Mm -hmm. And it completes our lineage is based on Ali, the Caliph. is the, uh, the, the adopted son of Muhammad. So the perfect holy guide is ourselves. Where is the devil in it? So... Uh, you can see how Saz uh, is, I don't know whether it's the true term, but embodied and personated. And it's, it's not an instrument, a musical instrument anymore, but the symbolic uh, uh, meaning is quite apart from the music. I see. Wow, we're going uh, really in depth yeah. here. I'm, I'm loving this. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> And uh, if we if we talk about what happened with the Saz music in the the twentieth century or nowadays, uh, so Saz also is a national symbol of Turkey, and in some level, I, I, really I observed this uh, when I make some field works in the different communities in Turkey, they are considered. Uh, playing Saz as a sign of being Turkishness. So it, it becomes a really high mm. nationalistic agenda. But as, as you know, it's also a very important instrument for other uh, communities living in Anatolia. But of course. Uh, this is one of uh, the sites. And uh, we, we can see uh, from the depicted uh, Ottoman miniatures, Saz also and its uh, close relatives, such as Ottoman Tambor, placing in Ottoman classical music. So it is affected from this uh, folk tradition and sas playing. And uh, Bağlama is also one of the main instruments uh, of uh, especially two genres. The first is arabesque. Uh, 
and the arabesque yeah. is uh, it's, it's a com- very complicated issue but let me try to explain uh, <laughs> in 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 uh, the when, when the modern turkey republic established uh, their leaders uh, wanted to achieve a cultural revolution uh, and they have a really tight nationalistic agenda and uh, they uh, ideologically they are westerners very very hardly because they they raised during the late ottoman period and at that time the educated uh, groups are mostly under western influence so that's why they, they appreciate that culture so much so we they exposed to this uh, movement so what they wanted to do but they failed mostly they wanted to bring Anatolian folk music heritage and Western music techniques and they wanted to create a hybrid in order to create a nationalistic music so it didn't work like this well yeah of course <laughs> uh, so I, I don't want to be so strict or uh, or negative yeah of course we have really uh, valuable uh, composers and they they, they really have uh, good compositions that we follow but it is not followed by the communities living in Turkey uh, so they, they didn't but rather they did another kind of hybrid which is <laughs> coming from the folk tradition and the South music and combining it with the Makam music and also uh, there are some uh, sociological explanations how this appeared because uh, during 1950s after the World War II uh, there were a really a, uh, big uh, movement from the village to the cities, the migration movements, and uh, all this created uh, big problems sociologically. And uh, the Arabic music became their voice, but not the Western music. Yeah. And I electro- think if people if people wanna 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 take this uh, ahead, there's a really good book by Martin Stowe called uh, "The Republic yes. of Love," where he really yeah. talks about this aspect of the modernization of a Turkish state that was uh, that could only think of modernization in Western terms rather exactly. than investing in ver- which is to be fair it happened all over North Africa and Central yeah. Asia it was the mm-hmm. same in Iran it was the same in well b- b- most of the states where a b- whose music I've studied, you, you find it very commonly in loads exactly. of these states. Sorry, but uh, yeah, we'll put that on the website so that people can actually yeah, access it. It, it's it would be so helpful and this is a really amazing source uh, to, to know more about this. And uh, what I would say for uh, last thing about the Arabic, so uh, electro bağlama, electric bağlama, let's say, is the main instrument. So we also see bağlama in this. And uh, some of the bağlama performance, electro bağlama performance, highly influenced not only Arab, but also uh, Hindustani music, Indian musics. Mm. And they, they are imitating sitar playing technique on electro and which is really quite amazing. And uh, lastly, uh, I mostly speak about the old Turkic uh, tradition and how Balama plays in that, uh, but also Balama tradition, Sas tradition, also plays in Greek culture, uh, Kurdish culture, Georgian, Bulgarian. Albanian, Iranian, uh, and all have different variants of sas. For example, the Greece have buzuki, baglamas, they say baglamas is the smallest instrument, and jura, and we have also jura, a type of sas. 
and for example Georgian have panduri and Albanian for example having uh, çifteli çifteli is a Turkish name which means double stringed it's like dutar huh. so uh, what we see from all these pictures uh, we, we see two main type of performance technique as you as you asked to me about and one is with uh, the plectrum and we have various types and styles uh, we, we call this as tower with the right hand techniques and they have different patterns combining the different rhythmical structure but at the same time uh, we have shelpe technique that uh, that is uh, without uh, played without plectrum and this shelpe technique is not a modern development uh, uh-huh. Yeah, let me say as a first, uh, <laughs> the first step. Uh, but we we don't have a, a strong evidence exactly when it began. Uh, what I'm uh, meaning about shelpe technique, we have three sub techniques with the shelpe. The first is strumming. So the strumming is the general performance technique of Shelpe and we, we can find in all over Turkey and all over Iran, Central Asia mm-hmm. uh, with the loop type instruments so this is uh, obvious and the plucking techniques as well so these so are very we, with no plectrum right? just with no, the no right plectrum. hand exactly. and the fingers I yeah. mean Shelpe with that uh, okay. it's very basic yeah, and perfect. The, the unique one is tapping so this tapping technique is only seen in southwestern Anatolia in Greek name Lykia uh, and okay. uh, there is a strong pastoral nomadic tradition in there, and they have really s- small-sized balama. Uh, they call uchtelli, which means three-stringed, and it's really uh, having three-string. And uh, they are playing tapping on it. And uh, we 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 assume that this could begin this type of performance technique begin when the metal strings appeared because before the metal strings it was the materials are good long something like this so it is it is a bit difficult to obtain something so uh, we can imagine that this could begin in 18th century or maybe the beginning of 19th century But also, uh, lots of uh, folk music genres are the result of imitations. So that's why all these uh-huh. genres are quite similar and intervened between each other and so, so flute. Uh, so imitation is very important. We have uh, one traditional vocal genre that is called boas havası. It is a kind of throat singing. <laughs> and uh, okay. this genre uh, is sung by young woman in that area, southwestern Anatolia, and they are uh, putting their thumb finger on their throat and they are pressuring like this. And this creates overtones, uh, mostly the fifth uh, interval or maybe sometimes octal. And it is only sung by women in that region. And 
it's only sung by young women because uh, in this uh, community the women cannot interact with the men directly speaking but they are singing the music from far away and they are shouting and the men response so this is the form And then, what happened? For example, it is forbidden. This, uh, this, these tunes cannot be sung by the older woman in traditional and socio sociological contexts because they are married already. So it's so bad uh, for the uh, moral issues. <laughs> yeah. And also, men cannot sing this. So, men, what, what, what can they do? They can play these tunes with their small sass because also they are nomadic, so it is easy to carry. And these boas tunes, this throat singing, are imitated on the sass. But how they would imitate these overtones and this technique? It is exactly with tapping because what they are doing. Ah. Uh, the traditional tapping technique, the shalpe technique in that region, they are just putting their right hand on a certain uh, fret that is equated to the, the fifth interval open the open uh, open strings, mm -hmm. and uh, they are creating both octaves and the fifth interval only. And the left hands are moving in a single position, so they are just making this tapping. So they are creating these overtones or overtones like uh, sounds. By that way, so they are playing exactly wow. the same uh, songs how they are sung, but they are play they are playing with their instruments. So we 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 assume that these tapping techniques evolved and appeared from this vocal genre. Wow! This is the only evidence that we could see, but of course we we cannot be so sure, but we can just predict. Absolutely, but that's fantastic, and. Wow, thank you so much for sharing such it's my pleasure. You know, specialized <laughs> specialist knowledge. Yes. That's I, I had absolutely no idea that um that <laughs> even even such a type of singing existed. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, wow, wow. That's that's fantastic. <laughs> Yeah.
No, honestly, also like uh, we we uh, we usually feel guilty when we put people in the position where they have to talk about because that, that happens over time, right? That the person who's gonna listen to the podcast is somebody who wants to hear about the music of Slovakia or Turkey mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. Iran. Mm-hmm. But of course, talking about one music, it's ridiculous, and we know that. But the average listener maybe doesn't, yeah. and we've never found somebody who actually did such a good job at giving a generic picture and at the same time connecting everything yeah. to a point. This is insane. <laughs> I guess Vasaz helped because as you as you illustrated with the history, yeah. uh, it is kind of you know the, the the thread that connects all of it. But uh, wow, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. That's so good. So the Saz is, it's still so relevant today mm-hmm. and it's still yes. evolving and the techniques are still evolving. I mean, you play a Saz with two necks, which is insane, right? So yeah. that's really interesting. So I'm wondering who and I guess what are your favorite and most promising um, contemporary developments in both Anatolian music okay. and Saz playing? Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, in order to tell this briefly, I need to talk a bit more about how this progression and development appeared. In, and uh, we, I need to uh, explain and a bit short, long story, and I can combine everything into one and answer your question. Absolutely. So, uh, I, w- I will ready. try to be uh, simple and uh, I, will be, I, I will try to quick, uh, don't worry about it. Okay. So... Uh, <laughs> So uh, what is what is very strange about this shelpe technique? Mm-hmm. It is older than the techniques with plectrum. But what happened in the end of 19th century and 20th century in Ashik tradition and as well as in Alevi tradition, we started to see uh, this kind of application with plectrum more than shelpe for a moment. Uh, and in uh, at national level. Because we had only one radio, one television for lo- for a long time, so it is also the the, the performance technique with plectrum also promoted via this radio broadcasting and the television. So these uh, techniques uh, became more important than the performance technique without using plectrum, especially until 1980s. It is almost forgotten, uh, but the tradition was. Alive between this, this isolated southwestern pastoral nomadic Turkish communities, and uh, nobody knows who they were and where they were living, so it's really isolated. And it is this shelter technique also alive with the Alevi communities. But what we see about the Alevi communities, uh, they were having exclusion in Turkey, and they massacred and they they ignored, uh, especially in seventies. So their music couldn't become uh, popular in nation, at national level. So lots of Baloma performers, artists living in cities, even didn't know about this kind of techniques were alive until 1980s. And what happened in 1980s? Actually, it is uh, VVC, uh, if, if we speak in uh, cu- cultural anthropological perspective, uh, we see a uh, Alevi cultural revival. So it is all because of these exclusion, massacres, and the Alevi Balama artists and the Alevi musicians 
start to create really powerful things with their messages and everything at the bağlama is very important and what they uh, brought with them is performance technique with uh, without plectrum so it's basically the strumming and the plucking but what happened uh, some of the Alevi artists and the other very important uh, musicologists who are not Alevi also started to conduct some field works and started to uh, make archive studies in the, some compilation studies uh, have done before in the 30s 40s so they they discovered uh, these tapping techniques shalpe techniques uh, from the region and they uh, and they they confronted with something new for them but actually it is ancient old uh, beyond uh, two, two, two centuries so uh, they discovered this and they they brought the, a new perspective on balama music so as i told you uh, this uh, uh, the parmak vurma the, the tapping technique i sorry i stopped turkish it's parmak vurma in turkish so <laughs> it is uh, produced uh, constrictedly by hammer-on and pull-off gestures on a single fret uh, creating a perfect fifth up on the open strings as i told you using the index finger only and they are not using the other fingers as well i forgot okay. to tell this and also the new they develop a new approach Enable the enable to Balama performer to use this technique on all frets and fingers freely or simultaneously. And what happens with this? It's it creates a polyphonic structures. Actually, from the tradition when they strum or plug, we 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 obtain a certain heterophonic sounds, and some some of them could be functional. So let's say we can also say polyphonic. Let's say polyphonic structures. So it's multi. Uh, so, uh, and with this tapping techniques, uh, when they uh, free their left hand and right hand, and they tapping at the same time, they tapping the strings at the same time. This creates uh, polyphonic structures and the more free structures. And then these modern studies appeared by that way. And when this appeared, it was the end of eighties and the beginning of beginning of nineties. And I was child at that time, and I was uh, newly begin. The instrument and uh, then the first thing uh, took my attention was this technique and uh, mm. and with, with this new development actually and this this process brought me to 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 play this shelpe technique with double nexus in the end mm. so mm -hmm. uh, because it is also uh, belongs to my history with the music as I told you at the beginning so uh, I started to combine all the musical elements uh, existing in the traditional shalpe technique with various elements from the world music and and I use all these in my composition because I, I know uh, the western music and the other world folk music genres and I started to combine everything in my head and also uh, the double nexus uh, idea uh, is not only mine it is promulgated by me and one of my friends uh, his name is Sinan Ayıldız uh, he 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 started to play that sauce before than me and we are now playing very differently between each other uh, but what i am doing differently is using the both necks at the same time so it is like imitation of play, uh, playing piano and uh, the octave range ah. of saz is very limited. It is 
roughly one and a half octave. So, in in the lower uh, neck, I have thicker string, and the material is chrome, chrome coated strings, and mm -hmm. the upper neck is steel string. So it gives one octave difference in the range. So. Uh, Roughly, I can say from top to up, uh, sorry, bottom to up, I have three octaves now. And I am make, I can make arpeggios, chord progressions, but I can play also traditionally at the same time, giving the, 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 the drone notes as it is played traditionally. Uh, so these developments happened in last 10, minutes, 10 years for me and last 30 years for the Bala Wow, fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Well, well done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite impressive to be one of the four uh, grounders of, of, of something new. And uh, I've seen it in action and it's very effective, I would say, um, especially because, you know, I, I feel like Asia Minor, uh, Central Asian musics are usually very are they're not really vertical like you don't use harmony you usually play in unison right yes and uh, that actually opens things up mm -hmm. quite a lot and it's actually one of the things that i really liked about the way in which you arrange the songs for the concert because not only that was reflected in your own playing mm -hmm. but also in the way you guys all played with each other there was always uh, octave playing be between you and the other Baglama player mm -hmm. and then there was the, the Kamante that was either taking the melody with you guys accompanying or yeah. uh, doing doing something else or covering a different octave so I, I feel like that was very very nuanced and very very mm -hmm. well done Thank uh, you. no no problem <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> you deserve it uh, right um, I think we are probably ready to wrap up. Mm. So our last, last question last. <laughs> is, tell us about your projects. Mm -hmm. What's happening now? What researches you're doing? What's your upcoming releases, concerts, anything? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that, okay. That's awesome moment. One of my upcoming projects is, uh, uh, it will take place in France, in south of France. Uh, actually, mm. uh, since... Uh, 2016 I am developing projects and playing and also composing uh, for a festival that's called Festival d'Aix-en-Provence uh, it is uh, a bit northern than the Marseille uh, actually historically mm -hmm. it is a classical music uh, festival but in last 20 years they opened some intercultural sections and they created a Mediterranean youth orchestras both for the classical musicians oh, wow. and for also for the world uh, music musicians coming around the Mediterranean countries. So they they, they built a platform uh, and the, the network called Medinea. It is Mediterranean uh, incubator of emerging artists. And it is uh, founded and uh, driven by the Festival de Exam Provence. And they, they aim to support the professional artists and the young musicians and developing some intercultural projects and music. Uh, so uh, I will be with uh, this uh, orchestra uh, and in April uh, we will uh, be meeting up with uh, lots of musicians coming from different Mediterranean countries and we will create our repertory uh, and in July we will be having a tour with this festival uh, in France, in Belgium and uh, 
yeah if i know also it will be in uh, holland as well uh, and uh, as a visiting scholar at soas you know uh, i am conducting my postdoctoral research among uh, all anatolian alevi communities and people based in london and who engage with soas in their everyday life and cultural life and religious life and uh, i have a one solo Shelpe album project. This will be my first solo album, and I'm planning to finish Amazing. this year, uh, hopefully. And also, I am working on a new Shelpe method, showing a systematization for using harmony in Shelpe. Actually, this was one of my PhD topic, uh, my PhD education, and also i in the next year i'm planning to 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 uh, publish a shelper repertory book consisting of my new contemporary composition and folk music arrangements for shelper technique because we have lack of sources still in turkey about shelper so uh, i really wanna uh, contribute with my creations to this uh, line so i'm doing my best and hopefully i will achieve all this wow thank you yes you are <laughs> fantastic ozan Thank you so so much. This was a This delight. Really was. Uh, honestly, it is really um, my pleasure, and, and I'm really honored to to be in here and talk about all this. And really, I'm I'm so happy that uh, you are you are uh, so happy that I see your curiosity about these topics. So it is my pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for your invite. Thanks, Rosa. Thank you. Thank you really for your expertise. That was fantastic. Thank you for listening to this episode of Roots, a music podcast. We release new exciting episodes fortnightly, so make sure you follow us on your favorite streaming platform and at Roots Music Pod on social media. Remember to check out www.rootsmusicpod.com where you will find resources and recommendations to discover more about the music we've explored together for the past hour or so and more music from the fantastic musicians that have guided us through this journey. We'll see you in a couple of weeks.